Welcome to episode 179 of the Better With Running podcast. My name's Chris Armstrong. I'm a run to PB coach and now also an influ- influencer for Calippo. And <laughs> joining me tonight is fellow run to PB coach and Calippo enthusiast, Zach and Newman. How's things, mate? Things are going well, Chris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all this Calippo chat, it's uh, it's taken off, mate. I'm, I was um, asked a couple of times on the run at the town about my thoughts on um, flavours and what, what my go-to was. And I know you, um, you've you been getting the uh, the inboxes been blowing up. So um, we'll have a little bit more of Calippo chat later. But um, yeah, good to be back on and um, keen to chat to you. All things running, Calippos, and also got a special guest, mate. Got we- um, one of your... One of your troopers is um jumping on, mate. We've secured a, a big deal to get uh this guest on. So excited to hear about his running journey. No, very excited about this. Um, one that's close to home, someone that I've been working with for quite a number of years now. So yes, um bit of bit... Shepherd and Bax and, and uh landmarks. I know when we had uh Sherelle on, you were able to to sort of um yeah. Mention a few, I mean, nightclubs you might have gone down the route of nights. <laughs> well, we knew, like, Cheryl was a big fan, big fan of the nightlife at Shepparton, <laughs> um, especially in the younger days. But um, no, um, our guest tonight is sort of a little bit um, more mature on the side of things. And that's certainly not a, a go at Cheryl. It's just that our guest is a little bit older and um, has it, yeah, he's got a good sense of humor. So hopefully we can lean into that a bit tonight looking forward to mate just back on to Sherelle I actually ran past Sherelle on Saturday I was doing my session oh. she was out at park run doing a warm down so I'd fly by with Sherelle which is always cool to see a, a run to BB athlete out in the wild and then went out to the flats and we had another flyby so um <laughs> she <laughs> in uh yeah, two days so um yeah big shout out to Sherelle and uh yeah there was um Mate, there was a lot of people at Albert Park at the park run. We might chat a little bit later about that because uh, when we talk about your park run on the weekend and mm-hmm. you said to me off air, there was big numbers at Shepparton. So it's um, it's all happening in the park run front. Mate, running, it's, who would have thought? We used to, I remember early days. Yeah, you know, we're talking maybe a year and a half, two years ago. <laughs> really <laughs> early days. <laughs> but how could we, you know, how did we get running up and being the thing that's spoken about? And, mate, I, I reckon we're here. Numbers mm-hmm. are at all-time highs. Events are selling out. I mean, the tickets into it, you know, we talk about, I mean, shoes are exclusive, they're hard to get hold of, new releases. The hype around running at the moment is as high as it's ever been, I think. Not since... Yeah, um, you've nailed it, mate, because I, I know even in the space of, you know, run you know our online coaching when we kicked off there was it was obviously we weren't the pioneers there was other other groups (laughs) involved that uh you know it was people coaching by correspondence 20 30 years ago so we're not Mm. and then there was plenty that we're doing online so we're not definitely not laying claim to be the first online coaching but that has taken off but then what we've seen is that rise of the community runs the crews the shop runs that's now kind of yeah at the same time that park run had been growing you know in the background and it's sort of then merged into making this huge running community that's um made it's it's exciting exciting time to be in the um in the sport 
running is cool. Like it's finally socially acceptable. And I'm seeing like people, you know, and look, namely me going to grade. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, Hey, you've got this kit and it looks really cool. And like you jump on Instagram and there's groups of people, like it's, it's running, it's coffee, it's catching up, it's social and people mm. are just out there getting fit. And I, that, that's the, I guess it's almost that's the side effect of it. People are getting out and running, and the fitness side of it's nearly the bonus. So, man, I'm just loving what I'm seeing at the moment. I don't know if this is just like a little golden age, and we're we're in a um, a short window, or this is the start of something that's just really going to explode over, you know, even more over the next twelve to eighteen months. Who knows? Yeah, I think the pie is just growing bigger and bigger, and like, yeah, you'll probably get a little drop away at some. I don't, yeah, because if you look at, say, CrossFit, you know, when CrossFit went nuts and it mm-hmm. was just like people would go into the gyms, there were the hardcore people would go in them, and then they kind of made gyms a bit more, yeah, they did functional fitness and they did F45 and they did this CrossFit and this sort of stuff. And that had a little boom and then maybe petered off for a little bit. But the pie of that gym goals and people into the gym um, definitely increased. But I think with the running, it's just so accessible and so many people are seeing it. Like it's, you know, that inevitably anyone can run. So mm. you don't have that barrier of like, well, and you're starting to see it in these groups, like this big community runs I see around the town. It's like the, yeah, it's just, a, it, it's a really inclusive. You're seeing bigger amount of people in there that are just like, I'm going to try this because I've driven past the town and I've seen all these people running. I'm going to give it a shot. Whereas I think, you know, you don't see that. Like maybe, well, you, something you can't see into a gym sometimes. I'm like, you just, you know, you, it's exposure that is everywhere. Then you're seeing it on socials arise, you know, Strava, we talk about positive things. And it's, I'm seeing people on Strava that I went to school with who had no, no real inkling at all about sport popping up in my Strava feed posting their runs and i think that is you know a little bit of that gamification of of sport and and health and fitness is definitely helping some of those people get out the door it's like cool i can track this and get a bit of kudos see that there's a little bit of an online community so mate it's um yeah it, it is definitely this really cool time we're in uh, i think it's great and just with the i guess the what I, I refer to as the digital age. I don't know when that really kicked off or <laughs> it was actually a thing, but it just feels that it's so much more accessible or it's sort of pushed in your face a bit more with the algorithm mm. um, on YouTube and those sorts of places. But you don't, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's such a niche thing. And like you can jump on YouTube and there's so many different, I guess, um, channels and, and ways to consume it that if you're a fan of NCAA cross country well there's a whole section of the community that you can go and follow that there's a whole heap of running influences out there who are actually quite positive with their you know their gear reviews um, sessions all of that sort of thing there's a great market for that you can jump on Instagram and you know without plugging every brand under the sun and wanting to sound like a shill but you know there's a stack of content out there that you look at and think like, wow, like that's on the other side of the world or that's down in Melbourne and they make that look cool. So like just people are better at doing the social aspect of it and promoting it and being able to do it for free, which is cool. And I think like it's just all combining to almost create the perfect storm. So, 
Yeah, I yeah. just this is um it's really exciting for me. I've been waiting for this for for ages and to see how it is. I mean, look, just the weekend just gone, I think encapsulates it all with the record numbers of park run on top of events selling out. Like it's just it's amazing. Yeah, you liken it to the, you know, when golf was was sexy and golf was on trend and people were doing <laughs> networking in golf and then they realize that it takes four hours just to play the round, let alone an hour to get there sometimes in another hour and like, you know, your day's gone. Then it went to cycling. Then people probably were, and cycling is obviously still big, but then cycling was the new golf and cycling was like, oh, well, it's going to cost me 10 grand to get a carbon bike and I'm going to go <laughs> on the road and get abused or nearly get taken off. You know, it's dangerous. And I've got to also sit in the bike for three, four hours, you know, once I get rolling or get out of the city and into a nice spot. So then, it became a time poor thing and now they're like well i can just go put my shoes on and run and be done in half an hour or 40 minutes back at home and like i can be outside and it's free and i can actually go for a run with someone a work colleague or i can go meet a group so yeah i think i mean we're extremely biased because we've we are known <laughs> much that running is almost been a, a secret for us is that this is a hack here like we've got the best sport and we've got you know so many cool ways that we enjoy like the, the hit the endorphins you get from going from a run uh is just yeah it's it's hard to replicate you know you we're mm. both getting the gym a bit and like it's you, we're doing obviously we're doing our gym for some prehab and rehab stuff but you just don't get the buzz you do from getting out on the trail or with a group of friends and even just getting out for a run and clearing your head. So maybe the mental health benefits as well that is being spruced that, you know, that with the amount of time we're kind of in on screens and working longer, that running is becoming this real outlet for us. No, it is. I think, you know, <laughs> It's always like that this meme where you just point it and like say, I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. been trying to tell you all this yeah. time. So no, it, it's so cool. I mean, look, we're in January. It's the 24th of Jan as we record this. And there's a whole lot of the year left to come. So look, oh, look this watch year, this space. Like, I know Albert Park hit an Australian record, 1,090 athlete, uh, 90 people participated in, in park run. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so even I think two weeks ago, Australia-wide, there was 30,000 finishes on a single Saturday. So, like, you know, that's, uh, what, three times? Well, what did Sydney get? Did they end up getting 12,000, 10,000? Mm, ish. No. <laughs> Around um, that. Yeah. So, you know, you combine them all, you get nearly three times the amount of finishes that happened on that mm. marathon day in the one. You got... You know, even like Gardner's Creek in Victoria or Maribyrnong, they're getting four five hundred at their event every Saturday. This is a free. <laughs> this is not just a one off where you build up the hype and you get entries. It's like yeah, four five hundred people are rocking up up to a to a park and just roll around five k. And and you're out at Shepparton, mate. If we move on to your week, mm. and you're amongst the um a decent numbers as well there. Yeah, look, we had the best part of three hundred. So, yeah, look, it's um, Shepparton circa, let's say, 2018, 2019. We're, we're getting around 300. And the only park, the only park run really in the area 
So you're drawing people from everywhere just to come into yeah, Shepparton yeah. and come and run. So, you know, it was pretty easy pickings. But now you've got park runs in Newmarket, like Newmarket, Nathalia, Wangaratta, Benalla, Seymour. You're like, there's a park run within half an hour every which way. So it's, I mean, people obviously still travel to come to Shepparton to do park run because park run tourism is a big thing. But to now be hitting record numbers with all these other park runs in the area and they're doing well and they're established, it's it's amazing. I mean, I I think going through those COVID years where it numbers really dropped off to sort of around that 120, 130, and you're thinking, oh wow, this is this is disappointing, but at least it's still going ahead. So that's cool. But just to see it how it's taken off probably since the turn of spring where it just started to get a little bit warmer because normally you do see a bit of a boost the footy clubs will come down but then they disappear and then you might have a couple of netball clubs and same thing but it's just been sustained week after week after week and yeah like it's, it's a real vibe about it it's it's, it's really cool but um yeah as park run which um, we we're going to talk about my week the vibe was really good. My run, however, was not. It sucked. Uh, <laughs> it, there's no sure. Did sugar. you let us know last week you were running park run or did you keep uh, it wraps? No, well, I told you um, whether I mentioned that on air, I can't remember. I'd have to yeah. go back and listen. Might have been after nine o'clock and we didn't know what we were doing. But um, Possibly. Maybe we had to edit it out because I got a bit loose. I don't know. But um, So the plan know? was to have a, just a hit out. Yeah. Go and have a hit out, make sure there was no rust creeping in. And I was really excited for this because I thought, oh, you know, here's a little test where get to see where we're at. We obviously don't want to go and blow the doors off, but we can go and put in a pretty hard, honest effort and just see. So that was the plan. Went into Saturday, had slept pretty well all week, did the warm up, felt great. And like, oh, we're on today. You know, sometimes you have those warm ups. And you're like, yep, yeah, I'm on. Like the body's mm-hmm. feeling good. You have a time in mind, or you just oh. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to run faster than I did the previous time I did park run. So I think I did 17, 15 okay. the previous time. So I was pretty keen to break that, but I wasn't yeah. going out saying, Hey, I want to run this for the first K. I was like, no, no, it has to feel a certain way. We know we start a little bit conservative and we just try and inch our way forward and bring it home pretty strong over that last K. So Anyway, running along, got through the first K and I felt good. Well, there's a bit of fatigue there, but it's 5K. Anyone with you for the first K? Mm, not anyone I was shoulder to shoulder with. Um, I was, one, of the, one of the guys in the runners club, Jared Minogue, I think it was the first 50 metres, he pinched my singlet, like he sort of grabbed it. And um, I just very tersely said, don't do that. um because the next thing i might have met jared at the um yes you did yeah yeah so it's a bit of a loose character yeah he's a bit it can be a bit loose he's a school teacher too (laughs) funnily enough but he he grabbed my singlet and if he had hung on a little bit longer the um, follow-through with the elbow would have been a little (laughs) bit longer um, into the rib cage but he did let go much to his credit but that was about as close as i had anyone that i could sort of feel around me there was a couple of people that cleared out well in front um, a couple of young kids who got a good bit of talent but um mm. no I was I was sort of like running it myself so I wasn't really trying to keep up with anyone I wasn't worried anyone coming from the back 
got through the first K and sort of 327, 328, like, yep, cool. This is really good. I was hoping I'd be around there, but that, hey, that's good. It sort of validates how I'm feeling. And then about 90 seconds later, the whole thing just turned to shit, really. Mm-hmm. Um, same sort of feel, like feeling in my body as what happened at Gold Coast where I started to feel a bit lightheaded. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could feel like my heart rate was going up a little bit and just progressively got slower and slower and you sort of start to hear the footsteps coming up from behind you and then people are going past and you're like, oh, this isn't yeah. going too good. And just started to feel not hot, but just like quite warm and anxious and like oh yeah oh anyway i got to about 2k's my watch clicked over for 2k i dropped about 12 seconds a k and like oh don't worry just run and then look down about 20 or 30 seconds later and i'd blown out to about 420 430 pace and was just feeling shit so like oh, mm. well there's no point destroy <laughs> completely destroying yourself now so i actually stopped the watch and i walked for about 90 seconds or two minutes Mm-hmm. Uh, so let, let's just that try and get yourself yeah it, just compose myself physically i did i was pretty dirty like bloody hell we've just wasted <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it's wasted a morning and um we're not going to know where we're at or sort of take any confidence out of this but i thought oh well, look just let the heart rate come down a little bit and we'll just run so i ran at what felt like maybe a marathon effort and mm-hmm. ran at sort of 409s and finished ran about 20 38 yeah. Obviously not doing not doing cartwheels or anything over the time. <laughs> Scanned the barcode and I thought, oh, I don't really want to hang around and get like, because I know some athletes were pretty keen, like, hey, how'd you go? Which is lovely of them. Don't get me wrong. But I probably yeah. wasn't, wasn't really in the headspace to answer no, to half a dozen people and go and tell them the same story. Like, no, <laughs> it didn't go to plan. I felt shit. I don't know. No, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> so I thought, nah, scan your barcode and let's do a couple more K at marathon effort. Mm. And um, just, I suppose, really make sure there's no ill effects to how you're feeling. If we can just roll another couple of K. Was there any need to? No, it was probably a bit of escapism for my mental health more than anything, just to try and get yeah. away from people for a while. Mm. Um, so yeah, I went and did that. So I was gone maybe another 10 minutes and came back. Felt a bit better in the mind, which was good. No ill effects in the body. And it was just at the same effort. So a couple more sort of 409s, all good. Came back. We had our runners club handicap that day within Park Run, which was cool. So um, had the chance to ask other people, like, hey, how'd you go? And mm. they were sort of excited to talk about their run, which was really nice. So, yeah, which like, it was perfect conditions too. That was probably the other reason I was absolutely yeah. kicking myself. So... Yeah, and like if it was something where I could sit out and go, no, you idiot, it went out too fast. That's clearly what happened. I'd be like, oh, well, you know that. All right, we learned a yeah. lesson. But um, I ran. Do you think it was something health-wise, like something um, virus or something you had? or don't know. I mean, I had a bit of a headache later that day and felt a bit run down. But I went and did my long run the next day and I've hit a pretty decent session today with no ill effects. Yeah, I so... the long run came out pretty, pretty well. Yeah, so no, nah, like I... I'd love to have something easy to blame go, hey, it was this, but I mm. don't. And I'm a bit nervous about that. So, yeah. but I look at it and think, well, look, it's probably, you just had a bad day. The body didn't mm. respond the way that you wanted it to. And sometimes that happens. That's all good. Training has been great over the last few months. And I don't know, I mean, I know I'm in better shape than a, a 20 minute. Yeah. Well, seeing it definitely been like that. So, yeah. yeah. Seeing the sessions you've been laying down and I, 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 yeah, 
Yeah, but it looks sound like anything sort of happening from a physical or a mental side where no. you feel it coming on. It's just more physical that something's happening and then you just can't go because you can obviously that pace wasn't wasn't um you know too hot and it was sustainable mm. and you've done a lot of workouts at that pace and yeah, I know it's just something I guess to have a watch and think. Yeah, can just monitor it. I mean, probably the only thing I'll look at now is go, all right, well, maybe if there was just something in my body that I just got a bit carried away and maybe I did go a bit hard, well, Bendigo, I'll just be a fraction more conservative just yeah. to really double down on it and then go, well, you know, if we save a few seconds in the first K, we can spend those tickets in the last K. But no, look, it, I, I said... Ran a really good hanging session. around Sunday, like mentally, physically. <laughs> yeah. Much in it on Sunday, because it's always, it's still, look, we're, we put a lot of time, effort, pressure on ourselves. We want to get the best out of ourselves. It's not, they're not easy pills to, to swallow, you know, because mm. we the highs of when you hit a session, you hit a race, but the lows can be low in running. Right. Yeah, I think like for me, it just maybe determined like, all right, we've got to go and find out. There's maybe not the best thing to do. I'm like, no, I want to find out if this is physical or if it was just a bad day. So I went to the gym Saturday afternoon and I had a very positive gym session. And then for the long run on the Sunday, I it wasn't in the plan. I was meant to do sort of an hour and a half. And I thought, look, if I get to 12K and I'm feeling good, I'm going to try and do sort of 3k in that 355 to four minute window or around marathon effort and just make sure we get through that because that's a little bit quicker than what i ran saturday for the other k's and just make sure the energy systems are all good and Mm. got through that and i was on pretty heavy legs after the gym yeah but got through all right well cool we can tick the physical box that's fine there's no niggles just go and rest up and wait for your next session to come around which was today and just let's go and see how that feels so yeah, like it was good to do that mentally, just to go, right, well, we know there's no lingering effects. So, yeah, as far as um, I'm concerned, it's like, all right, on to the next one. We're not going to stress about it because I don't think there's anything, like given the same circumstances, I don't think I'd do anything different. So, and 99 times out of 100, that doesn't happen. So, I don't know. I just think I got unlucky. You know, and I think I'm pretty honest too, like where I've stuffed things up in the past or made mistakes, I've been very honest and that has included being on this podcast and talking about that Mm. because I think there's a lot of benefit in that for other people. But this is one that I just like don't have an explanation for or a cause and I just think, well, oh, well, yeah, if I dwell on it, then that's just, I'm just trying to, I'll just get stressed over things that I don't really understand or know anything about. So well, and I think that's a good way to look at it. You've moved, like, keeping keeping the eyes forward mm. and going into a workout this week where you had 10 by 800. Oof, yeah. I would say you've erased, by looking at the numbers, I would say you've erased any sort of uh, issues you've got around if, you know, your body is struggling at pace because you've hit 10 by 800, hitting them at 324. Mm. Oh, and look, Zachary, there's a special place in hell. For this session, um, I Andy, sent I um, sent Andy had a few drinks and done the final third. Have he? I've upset him somehow, and he's decided that ten by eight hundred. <laughs> I don't know. It was for a bit of a laugh. He's on school holidays and needs a bit of free entertainment, or he's mm-hmm. got nah, like he's ready to ready to be a bit aggressive in a session. But uh, the idea with this, 
obviously we look at this and go, well, 800 is nearly a K. So 10 by a K we're doing these at, you know, we're doing these at 10 K effort, maybe one or two where we kick down, but Andy's response was no 10 by 800. I want you to be a bit more aggressive with this one. Don't treat them like 10 K effort. I want you to get into it a little bit. He didn't specify how much. I just took that as just be a little bit more aggressive. Go out with intent, as you would uh, mm-hmm. say. Yes, go show a bit of intent. And this is probably the most physically exhausted I've felt after a session in a very long time. I don't, outside of a race, I don't think I could really recall being or feeling like this to the point where post-session I went and sat under a tree under like, where I tend to park my car on a synthetic lawn. I sat there for a few minutes. I yeah. took a photo of what I thought was my socks and my shoes. It looked pretty cool. And then. Uh, yeah, I did see that. You um, had the color combo. Did. I was inspired by the raspberry and pineapple calippo for the shoes and yeah. socks combo today. Yeah, so yeah. shout out to the brand. But um, it's funny. So I ran, did this session solo because Anna works early on Wednesdays and who should drive around the corner? Just as I'm laying under a tree, uh, almost <laughs> comatose, <laughs> and just rolled around in the car, and she's stopped the car when the window down. She's got with real concern, like, "Are you okay? What have you done?" <laughs> like, and I was like, "Gotten up. I've got sweat in my eyes. You know that sort yeah. of um, foam, like that white foamy film that yeah, forms yeah, in your yeah. mouth after a really hard run." I'm covered in that. Like I must have looked absolutely disgusting. And I've got a little bit of a, I wouldn't say I had the most fluent walk, but I've walked over just to reach out like, hey, I'm okay. Hey, how are you going? She's like, oh, I'm really good. But hey, I'm late for work. I've got to get going. Just wanted to make sure you're all right and you're not dying. And I'm like, no, I'm all good. And she's like, oh, all right. I was relieved. You just didn't look the best over there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was, we had a good laugh about that it's um yeah 5.53 in the morning so i mean it was warm mm. uh, yes yeah it was i'm assuming at uh so 5.53 you're still copying a bit of humidity and uh mm-hmm. still... yeah it's about 22 degrees and i think it was around 80 percent humidity so yeah. yes it was warm but it was normally you know i like to do a session where i progressively get faster well this was a regressive session so reps started out around sort of 321 322 pace for the first seven and then the last three was really just hanging on for dear life ran those it's 326 327s but if i was working at an eight or a nine out of ten effort early this is a 10 like my little legs my legs felt good the lungs just did not have the capacity to work any harder yeah and you know like just those loud grunty groans at the end of each rep like (laughs) oh yeah there was those it was one of those ones like i'm glad i'm out here by myself because this sounds atrocious you're out in the middle of road yeah yeah yeah, just running up and down gordon drive here in kyla so um there's a few cyclists early getting a few waves from them which was nice we have some very courteous cyclists Mm. in our area but yeah the last last yeah i know right who would have thought but the um the last seven reps were were pretty lonely in the last three yeah i was i've never been so happy to have finished Mm -hmm. a session in in so long so tick that off i've got a little bit of a schedule change this week so long runs being brought forward to tomorrow morning so we're out early again so and um i know you're phil podry zacker one of our favorites one of my favorites one of the greatest men 
I'm um, getting around Legend to the show. Yeah. Legend of the show. Hopefully we'll get him on at some point. But Phil's running his 100th park run on Saturday. Oh, that is awesome. So I want to get down to park run and, and celebrate the centennial uh, with Phil. So, yes, so bring the long run forward so that we can. So we want to remind the listeners that uh, Phil is, have I got this right, 81 or 80? He's 81. Yep. Phil did a session on Tuesday night. And then as soon as the session finished, he grabbed <laughs> one of Go our on younger runners. So Amanda, who we, Amanda's not quite 30. She gets around on an electric scooter. Phil went, bugger that. I'll never go. So he jumped on the electric scooter and hooned around the lake uh, for a while without a helmet, mind you. Oh. And um, Wow. Yeah, he's we're, living his best life, isn't he? He's living his best life. He's just, man, he's just unstoppable at the moment. So... Imagine, yeah. yeah, 81 rolling out the park, you know, running through the banner for your 100th park run. And, uh, yeah, earlier that week, running around on a scooter, he is uh, – <laughs> We were a bit concerned that he wanted to go down to the skate park and start doing some 360-degree flips and heckle the young kids on their unmotorized scooters. So, fortunately, we, we've kept a bit of a leash on him. But, yes, uh, he's celebrating the 100th on the weekend. So, our people are talking to his people as we speak at the moment to try and negotiate a bit of an interview. And yes, yes, that's need, uh, need to happen. Mm-hmm. Hey, mate, we've got our guest that is almost ready to jump on. But just before we let them in, did your post run breakfast just give us the combo you had there? Oh, yeah. So I was not really capable of eating solids. After the run this morning, I was feeling a little bit funny in the tummy, as you do after a, a very hard session. Mm. So went with the Gatorade, the orange Gatorade, which was chilled to perfection in the fridge. Yeah. That went, that did not last very long. Nice, yeah. So then we went with the raspberry and pineapple Calippo, to, not to just match the socks, but that's just the flavor I was craving at the time. I'll let that settle for a good 45 to 50 minutes and then follow that down with a very, I think stiff milo there was a good six or seven heaped teaspoons that went into that sort of glass of milk and that didn't last long either so that powered me through to about 11 o'clock before the the tummy started to rumble and i felt a bit faint and i i had to get some solid food in otherwise i was not going to be capable of dealing with customers for much longer so how much ice are you loading into the milo oh no 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 so i was look a bit time poor and that's my own fault this morning, yeah. but um, just put a small bit of shaker out, you know, the next yeah, no, nah, just the um, sort of decent size glass, but a little bit of milk, six, six, seven, eight teaspoons of Milo in there, and make a slurry with it, and then yeah. pour the rest of the milk in, and then just slam that down very quickly. So, yeah, that was that was breakfast this morning. Um, so it's not quite the Gatorade Coke chalky milk combo that um brady and the boys are a fan of but yeah it was probably that was my best effort this morning and i'll tell you what i've gone on it the last few weeks but the calippo if you're not onto it post run post long run or post session do yourselves a favor delicious yeah it's um you did you did mention you're getting dm'd people ask Mm. for for recommendations Mm -hmm. Now the next guest might have even shot you some facts about the Calippo. So um mm. hey, he's he's a Calippo He's a big fan. He's a member of the Calippo fan club. Um he's referred to them 
as the rich man's zuper duper. So uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we will uh, go into a bit more detail on that very shortly. Let's get him in. Let's do it. Tonight's guest is one of the very first people I started coaching, I think around five and a half years ago. And we've had, look, we've had a stack of adventures in that time, but he's also heavily involved in the shepherd and running community. Big player on the park run scene, but also a heavy hitty down at the shepherd and runners club. So he's the club president down there and he's the man I answer to uh, at the runners club whilst he answers to me during the week for, for all the sessions and his long runs and all that sort of thing. Not only that though, he's an avid blue collar early morning runner. So I'm obviously a big fan of that, but, He's known to start most of his runs before 5 a.m. Zacho. Like I know you don't know think that. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Didn't know no, that was... <laughs> mate, there's this he is a regular. So he definitely blue collar. But it has to be said that he's also one of the most consistent athletes I coach, and especially with his gym work. So we might be able to pick up a few tips from from him yeah. tonight. But Chris Nicholson, welcome to the Better of Running Podcast. How are you, mate? Oh, thanks for that intro, Chris O and um, good day, Zaka. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> yeah. well, welcome, yeah. mate. It's, um, it's good nice. to see you again, mate. I think um got a chance to share a little bit of a warm up with you down at the Shepparton um running festival or the marathon. So um yeah. it's good to see you there. I did great. see the guns in full flight, so it was a bit of <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm not sure about the guns, Zacha, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, definitely keen no. to get some of the strength work tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's all right. We can have a bit of a chat about that. We'll see how we go. <laughs> hey, mate. Um, before we we get there, we'd we'd really love to hear about. I know Chris mentioned in the in the intro, you he started coaching you about five and a half years ago. But you were running before that. What well, tell us about how you got into running and and why why you started running? Was running a part of your your junior days or as a kid, did you play sport? Give us a little bit of a background around your running. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Um, I was probably a late adopter of running, actually. Um, uh, during school years, uh, more of a, a plotter. I, I participated in, in running, but I was better at the field events. Give me a discus or a javelin and a, I could throw those pretty far. And uh, that's what I tended to do. And also... I was pretty tall for my age, so I was always sort of good at the high jumps and the long jumps and those sort of things. So, but running, nah, it, I was sort of a, brought up the tail end. Having said that, I do recall one memory back in uh, year 12 when uh, back in Kai High Days, that's Kyron Secondary College for those that don't understand what Kai is. Um, we, uh, they had a, one event at the school sports there where it was basically an all-in. Uh, so uh, year seven to year 12. So Kai High had about uh, 1,200 kids. So fairly big for a regional school. Um, so uh, every every they had a male event and a female event. I think it was probably 1,600 metres because I reckon it was four laps of the uh, school oval athletics track. Um, and the top 10 got points. Um, so if you're finishing the top 10, you got points according to your, your house or so, I, I think it was. Um, and anyway, we all lined up, whole, oh, hundreds of us <laughs> took off. And uh, somehow um, 
I ended up crossing the line and my cousin, who was all say, the same year as me, much more athletic, he had finished well ahead of me, comes over to me and goes, well done, you finished 10th. And I thought, <laughs> how the hell did I do that? <laughs> and, the, and then the, the other strong memory from that day was within about five minutes, I think I had to do a hasty retreat to the uh, bathroom to throw my stomach up. <laughs> <laughs> I'd ran so hard. <laughs> so off the back of no training. So... Yeah, so that was uh, that was my school highlight for running. But um, uh, I think sport-wise, I uh, from an early age, I played tennis every summer um, and carried that right through till um, in my early thirties. I was still playing tennis probably two or three times a week, uh, yeah. doing other social sports such as mixed netball, indoor cricket, those sort of things. So, uh, but it was around that time that. Um, Myself and my wife, we had uh, two kids, um, and just after um, the birth of our second child, um, my wife wanted to return to tennis. Um, and when you've got two young kids, one was only two, and the other's under 12 months of age, it's not something you want to carry, uh, take them out to Saturday afternoon tennis and 40 degree heat up here in the northern Victoria. So I sort of <laughs> I sort of volunteered and said, okay, I've played tennis for the last 20 years, so uh, I'll, I'll quit. Uh, you, you go off and play your tennis. <laughs> Took one for the team. Um, uh, so then from there I um, went and um, I thought, oh, I've got to do something, and that's where I joined the local gym. So I live in a little town here called Tatura. It's about 20 minutes out of Shepparton, population of about oh, 5,000 probably by the last census. Um, anyway, we got a little studio gym down there um, and I joined up and started doing weights and things like that, which was fine. But I sort of felt that I wasn't doing any cardio or n- enough cardio anyway. So mm-hmm. uh, myself and another fellow that we were working out together, we decided we'd start to do a bit of running uh, just around town. He lived around one block away from me. So we started doing that, a bit of sort of probably about a 5K loop. And it was typical when people do start running where we went flat out for about 500 metres and had to walk for a bit <laughs> and so on until we progressively worked it out and, and were able to run the 5K loop uninterrupted. Uh, and then um, from there, um, sort of got the running bug, I suppose, Zaka, and um, um, the Shepparton Runners Club, which was over, as I said, 20 minutes away from here. I knew a couple of people that were members. And um, anyway, they would hold, and we still do, uh, hold a monthly handicap event uh, where not only could members come along, but uh, anyone else is welcome to join in and and have a run. So uh, I went across and had a go at a couple of those and really started to enjoy those as well. It was around a similar time uh, that... Uh, park run started up in Shepparton. So Park Run and Shep's been going for about 10 years. Uh, and yeah. I think it's probably one of the longer running regional Victorian sort of events. Um, um, and anyway, um, I, my son at the time, he was only six, I think. Um, he was keen to do Park Run. And uh, so we both signed up and uh, I took him across and uh, yeah, we started doing park run together, and he got quite good at it <laughs> for a little tackle. He, he was 
he started off with his first first attempt at a 5k and he did it in around about 30 minutes but he soon had that time down under sub 25 and he was six yeah Yeah, so uh anyway so we started doing park run um once again through park run you start to get to know other runners um and i got to know the runners club a bit better um and Anyway, I, I found I was going to more and more of the handicaps and things like that. So I sort of thought, well, why not? Why not join up and and, um, and start uh, going to that? And it was funny because the very first training session I attended was the very first training session Chris attended. Uh, <laughs> he was the newly appointed coach. I was unaware that he had yeah. started. Uh, I rocked up and thought, hang on, wasn't someone else coaching or what's going on here <laughs> that's, <laughs> and, another, uh, that's another story <laughs> yeah that's right yes that's right yeah. uh but anyway yeah so the very first uh session that chris took uh, was the very first session i started with the runners club and uh yeah um from there um obviously uh as chris chris i said i've um taken on some of the exact roles within the runners club and been vice president now i'm third think a third term of, as the president mm. of the club mm. um yeah and it's i really enjoy it. it's a terrific club uh obviously we west have chris as a coach and uh that's half the reason why we have a really strong uh sort of membership with our club as well and then uh yeah um as i the next step after that was um yeah running wise um uh, i was sort of doing stuff i was and as I sort of alluded to before, when you start doing running, you, everything tends to be flat out, I reckon. I think that's a typical amateur mistake when you first start running. You you run hard and then you try and beat that time. You run harder and harder and harder. Um, uh, with the Shep Running Festival, um, I signed up to do a half marathon there. Um, and I, I recall the training that I did in that. Um, I reckon the first... The, uh, the first half marathon to did at Shep, I, I reckon I ran the distance in training at least five times at race pace. <laughs> so leading leading up to leading up to the event. So <laughs> that's the one I didn't break down. <laughs> Best way to do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was confident I was, I was going to complete it, but <laughs> but yeah. So it was that sort of mentality and. Um, so yeah, it, it's um, been great. Um, I, I I picked up on. Uh, so after that, I did a number of half marathons, a lot of regional ones. So up here, I typically we would have things like, as I said, Shepparton. You have Wangaratta and a few of the other sort of events would come around. I did quite a few of those. Um, then I stepped up and decided I'd do the marathon at Shepparton. Uh, so the fir- I did my first one in 2017, I think, um, and um, yeah, I I got through to about 32, 33 k's, and that's typically where, as we know, a lot of people tend to hit the wall. Yeah, yeah and uh, between hitting the wall and suffering severe cramps in both hamstrings, it, <laughs> um, it, it was a battle the last last distance part of that and I got home I got home and finished it then 2019 I had another crack at the Mara. Um but this time I used 
Chris, as I said, was our club coach, and at the time, the the running festival was owned by the uh, runners club. And on our on that site, we had a number of training plans which Chris had put together. So I actually followed one of Chris's training plans to the letter. So it was like mm. was a sixteen week program, Chris. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. remember writing no, those, was... and the amount of people yeah. would go. Oh, I can't believe you're starting at 20k for a longer. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not catered just to you. It's a generic <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Anyway, but having said, having said that, you had a intermediate one and a mm-hmm. and a beginner one. So yeah, a lot of people perhaps were jumping on straight away and looking at intermediate sort of training plan. Yeah. yeah. But um, but I, I used that training plan and I found that really helped me. Um, and that marathon, despite, once again, suffering some cramps uh, in the uh, back end of the run, I, I managed to reduce my time by about oh, 40 minutes from the previous time. So it sort of showed that if you if I could follow a plan, use it, have someone else's guidance, there was some help there. And that was following that, uh, that um, I sort of... After that, I sort of I was thinking, well, what do I want to do next, and how do I get a bit of proper training on the belt? And that's where I knew Chris. He was at the time coaching a couple of other of our runners uh, runners club members, uh, particularly Kate Dayton. I know you've had her on before. Mm. Um, so now another fellow Tuturian uh, over here. Um, she uh, she was getting some coaching, so I, I reached out to Chris and said, um, "How would you feel about?" Uh, coaching, uh, providing some coaching guidance to me, and and also at the same time, Chelsea, my wife, um, she was keen to uh, in, uh, improve her running as well. So both of us came on at the same time. So, and that's when we started with Chris, and that was all before Run to PB days, wasn't it, Chris? I think mm, no, uh, it just was. Prior. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is probably the, the hard thing for Zaka because when we put together. I guess you know our, our interviews with our <laughs> with our athletes. We usually pull up the sign up form that they submitted, but because you yeah. came with me to run to PB, you never filled out the <laughs> sign up form. So poor, yep. old, poor Zach is just has I was to rely looking, totally yeah. on me. And I thought, oh yeah, you're actually one of Chris's originals. Yeah, yeah. So there's not even a sign up form. That's how OG you are, mate. You don't yeah. didn't even fill out the Technically, hasn't signed the waiver, Zach, so he hurts himself. I'm <laughs> oh, <that's> yeah what a progression like just hearing that and you know for someone who yeah just try a couple of runs around the block from the gym to then landing at the shepherd and like becoming what you are in the shepherding running community you know the the president being a regular feature at park run and and obviously all the all the people and experiences you've had along the way it's um i know me and christo were talking about the power of park run and people getting involved and you could see there's a bit of that as well it's um all those worlds combining is um yeah made running part of your life yeah definitely Zaka. and that's a big thing that's uh, i know it's probably one of the biggest reasons i'm still running i think apart from the i'd probably do running for two reasons i like the mental challenge and physical challenge of trying to keep myself fit because i'm i'm Getting it the closer, uh, older, <laughs> older than you two guys, but uh, but uh, yeah, I like to try and maintain the fitness. But um, at the same time, um, yeah, oh, look, the running community, it's it's terrific. Um, um, 
be it Park Run or the Runners Club. It's a really, real, really social sort of atmosphere that we, um, that especially through the Runners Club and, and Park Run, we um, sort of egos get checked at the door. No one's there to try and outdo one another. It's a bit, bit of banter, obviously, but um, but yeah, it's all about um, uh, really encouraging people to have have a bit of fun and enjoy enjoy the uh, sort of uh, the running. I guess even for me, just being based in the city, I sensed it when I was up at Shepherd and the 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 kind of what do you call it, country hospitality or the regional yep. feel that it is really like a big family. And I think people, yeah, you guys have been through a lot, um, you know, recently, you know, there was floods, yeah, and and I think the power of community and in those regional areas that running seems to have with you guys, um, yeah, it's it's even more important. I think you know, I I run in a tan and people don't. I'll see other runners, but they don't acknowledge them. They're all in their little groups, whereas it seems <laughs> yeah. like a very big, wholesome group up in Shepherd and, and and other regional communities. So that's that's really cool to see from from someone from afar. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I, it, it is terrific. Um, um, oh, even in Tatia, there's a few other runners that run around. I don't know them probably from a bar or so, but they're all always acknowledge and say good day as they run past. And yeah. Saw someone in wee hours of the morning the other morning. I thought, what the hell are you doing out here? They're probably thinking <laughs> the same thing about me. But anyway. <laughs> Anyone that sees you out front of their house before 5 a.m., I can understand why they think that. Like, I get it because I am one of those people who are out there around those times. But, yeah, yeah the, the people of Tatura, when you're uh, when you're triggering off sensor lights, when you're doing payrests yeah. and that sort of thing, um, I can understand why there may be some concern amongst the local neighbourhood as a, in regards to your sanity. The fact that you're out running while bakers are making fresh bread to then go on sale later that day, that tells me all I need to know that that's how it'll keep it up and run. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, just prior to Christmas, I had one of the fellows in the local. Uh, so I, I do most of my running, uh, early morning running in the. Uh, there's a new estate over the road from where we live here, and it's it's great at, as Chris alluded to at about quarter to five in the morning. Um, no one else is out and about. I can run straight down the middle of the street, a bit like Chris does around Kalawa. Um, <laughs> you, you, you rarely see another car. There's an occasional shift worker that comes from the local milk factory, but that's about it. Anyway, I, I was standing in the middle of the road there one morning. Uh, I think I was about three uh, K reps in, sort of doing a standing recovery, sort of, you know, sweaty because uh, it's, it's pretty humid up here of late. And car comes around the corner and he pulls up right up beside me. He goes, you're all right, mate. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I, had my, I had a headlamp on because I always wear a headlamp in the early mornings, more so so I can be seen rather than seen. But um uh, for the cars, and I go, yeah, mate, yeah, just doing K reps. And he goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, he, he drives on. He pulls in two two doors up from where I'm standing. So I think he was just thinking I was probably casing the joint. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's what we do. Hey, mate, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm really interested because you, I mean, obviously very heavy rec what we consider and call a, a recreational running background where. You're involved with Park Run, you're involved with the Shep Runners Clubs, which is a community running group for people who love stuff like Park Run. And we do our very small scale handicap events. And a lot of the runs that you do are typically regional ones. So, you know, Wangaratta, your Bendigo, Shep, those sorts of things. 
what I'm really interested in, so last year, which I'm still getting in the habit of calling last year, 2023, you took a bit of a leap of faith with me. I came to you and said, mate, I reckon we need to get the Runners Club off to a a cross-country event with AV. I know it's not really uh, the kind of thing that we've done in the past, but um, you got to trust me on this. I reckon this is what we've got to do. <laughs> let's get a bus. Let's go to Bendigo and let's see if we can get a few people over and give this a go. And I think uh, that I, Athletics Victoria was probably, like, first off, the question was what's Athletics Victoria? Not from yourself, but more so the group. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then when they cottoned onto it, I guess there was a bit of a fear that, oh, what if this is a bit too elite? for us to be able to go along to but given your what i'm interested in for you is given the experience that you've had with recreational running and the growth that you found in yourself where you've gone from high school 1600 meter runner throwing your guts up in the toilets to then you know your early experience in the gym to then getting to park run how was that leap for yourself to then go and experience something at athletics victoria with a cross country which could be really intimidating for some people but i'm interested in how you found the event both in terms of the vibe so not not the castle vibe and the constitution but the vibe of the event and just how you found it as a physical challenge as well yeah no no really um good question to say yeah i suppose as you said i prior to that we i'd done fair few runs um uh, around sort of, including I've done a couple in uh, sort of in the sort of metro areas, be it um, I've, I've done one over in Hobart and, and stuff like that. Uh, and you do see some of the better runners, if I want to call it that, the more elite runners at some of those bigger events, but you don't really get to rub shoulders with them or anything like that. Like that. So when Chris O put up this one that we should go across and have a go at um, at Bendigo, um, uh, and um, being Bendigo's probably it was going to be about an hour ten or so drive for us. We organised a bus and everything like that. Um, I was all for it, and geez, we got a bus full of of, of runners mm-hmm. from from the runners club. And in fact, when we got across there, we We've got a marquee. We set it up with everyone else, and it was just like, "Geez, we're here. We're with everyone else. Everyone else, <laughs> like the, the bats, and everyone else else yeah. are there." And and uh, it, it was like we were part of the crew. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we sort of just fitted in, I think. And uh, we we're all in our club colours. And uh, yeah, I, I, it was a terrific day. Um, the the event itself. It, as I said, in those big events, you do see some of the, the faster runners and stuff. But here, we were rubbing shoulders with them because it's it, you're much more compact in those sort of cross country events, I reckon. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just to get to see those, see those sort of like we watched the women's race and um, and saw some of those elite runners and and everyone else as well. And that gave us a bit of confidence too. It gave me a bit more confidence because you had all sorts of runners involved with mm. that and. Um, so when the men's event come around, um, it was two laps of that sort of um, course, and Chris had warned us um, to say, to Chris, make sure you reserve a little bit in the first first lap, so that yeah. you're not absolutely get on your feet when you come through the start finishing line for the second lap. And uh, he was right to do that because yeah, it it was hard work. Um, I remember running around it, and look, uh, Chris has alluded to it before, Shep and Tat 
we're all flat as flat over here. You can, you're lucky if you find a hill. The Botan is about the only one, the Botanic Gardens, <laughs> where you can actually go and run some hills. Uh, I've got no hills over here in Tatura. It's it's even flatter. Um, so running around those hills, it it really hit that leagues hard. And but geez, it was fun. Um, and I remember, amazingly. I probably, the group that I was running in, I could catch people going up the hill, but yeah. they just had so much more confidence going down the hill than me. Yeah. I, I would really put the brakes on for fear that I was going to end up on the backside. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's all these sort of things that you learn. But overall, the experience of the day was terrific. The feedback from the members from our runners club was, a lot of them said that was absolutely horrible, but when can we do it again? <laughs> and uh, so that, a number of people said that, and uh, I don't think there's a person that went that doesn't want to do it again. So, um, so, was, so yeah. Oh, look, yeah, go, Chris. That was, was funny. The bus trip over was you could feel there was a bit of quiet tension about what we were going to do, and the whole bus trip home, you couldn't like you just, mate. No one had shut up. Everyone was just like, oh my yeah. god, how hard was that? What about that stupid hill over the back? Oh, that was ridiculous. Yeah. We're never doing it again. Do you reckon? Yeah. And then, but in the same breath, oh, how good was it? Bus trip over. We got to drink wine, and there was pizza there. And oh, what about that? Like, oh, maybe, maybe we should do it again next year. Like, oh, actually, I'd really like to try and beat my time. So, um, yeah. And the highlight was probably that that night when we finished, we got home, and it all went out for pizza. And um, to Casablanca's, it's where we have our um, committee meetings <laughs> at a pizza restaurant of all places. But we got more people. Like we had twenty five or so run, and then it was close to thirty that came along for for pizza afterwards and to hear about how the day went. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, just, yeah. No, it's a different... hearing... yeah it's just to say, um, just touching on that, like just hearing from an outsider who's probably been an XCR for a number of years and has seen the product evolve in getting more connecting to more local groups communities and like i remember seeing your tent set up i think you were set up pretty much opposite us or very mm. close and yeah and seeing you guys you know i know phil was there i think phil had already run this park run in the morning and yeah you know, yes. there was you know your crew was just it it felt like you guys belong there and it was great to see that and to get that experience of, I mean, it's inspirational as well to come away from it because you go, yeah, well, this is like, you know, this is, I'm seeing these other runners and we're, we mix it up with them and maybe next year I can, um, yeah, go a little bit better over the course or, you know, work yep. on the hills and expose you to something completely different. And yeah, what whilst Pike Run's amazing and having these low, just going outside of your comfort zone yeah. now and again. So, um, yeah, really enjoy it. Yeah, dead right, Zaka. It was um, it's that experience, and we've already flagged that we definitely want to do Bendigo again because we've got some times to beat, and we're flagging a few of the other runs that we might uh, sort of try and get along to once again with a bus from the from Shep and yeah. make it a real social outing at the same time. Nice. Hey, um, just shifting gears onto some PB chat. You've got a few <laughs> across from five k to the marathon. Some. I think Chris has alluded to me that maybe in sessions you've nailed um, <laughs> faster yeah. than on race day. But what I've got here for my research is your 5K at the Park Run at Shepparton, 2021, a 10K at the O'Keefe 
uh, rail trail, which good friend of the show, Nigel Preston, is involved in um, organising. That's a great event, something we've supported in the past. 42.37 over the 10 there. Half marrow at the Wangaratta Fun Run. Wangaratta, yeah, Wangaratta Fun Run. 138.50. And as you touched on earlier, the 2019, uh, 337.21 for the marathon. Just looking at those PVs, what's, if you could, you know, it's like picking your favourite kid, which which is what your favourite uh, PV and, and why? Yeah, you're right. It, it is like that. Um, yeah, those PVs, um, oh, they've all got different reasons why, why I like them. Um, for a long time, half marathon was my go-to distance it, seemed to suit what I do, um, suit, suited that style. It was uh, something where I could maintain a pace for a set amount of time and it was all right. And uh, you're just uh, what Chris was might have been alluding to just recently I'm, in a session, I managed to chop a little bit of time out of that half marathon PB through having a bit of a kick down in the Sunday long run, which was yeah. great. So, so I've suddenly decided I need to do a couple of half marathons again. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, the 5K, 5K is always a hard event because you're running hard for, for a period of time. Uh, it was a park run. Luckily, Chris O here once again paced me. So um, that was a New Year's that, Day, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, 2020, I think, uh, New Year's <laughs> Day. We uh, uh, welcome in the uh, new, uh, new Year with the PB. But I think it was by one second. Mm-hmm. It was. <laughs> so, <laughs> just about killed me to achieve that one second, but I got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, so it's got reasons why I enjoyed that as well because it's that, once again, it's the park run. It's uh, Chris uh, helping me out there and things like that. So it's, it's got those memories. Mm-hmm. Um Marathon, yeah, it's sort of like the pinnacle of distances, isn't it? It's uh, unless you go into your ultras, but um, but Mara, um, I know after I did Shep 2009, I was happy enough with that time. I, I ticked that box and I said, okay, that's it, I'm done with marathons, moving on. Uh, yeah, I've sort of started speaking to Chris about possibly doing another one this year now, <laughs> so uh, uh. And having some proper tutelage uh, or training through him, uh, through through the Run PB crew, I'll, uh, I'll see if I can actually bring that one down. Yeah. So and and look, ten k, ten k was always a bogey time for me. It, it was one that I used to hate. Um, I don't know something about ten k where it's a hard effort for a sustained period of time, um, and that's. Um, yeah, but yeah, I've had a focus probably over those last sort of eighteen months, more so on that on that ten k sort of stuff to try and overcome that fear of that distance, I suppose. Uh, and uh, yeah, and as you said, uh, managed a fair decent time there over at, uh, over at the O'Keefe, and um, yeah, uh, so I'm fairly happy with that one as well. So. To answer your question, Zachary, I probably haven't answered it. Um, <laughs> they're all got a reason why I enjoy I enjoy them. So and and a reason why I've tried all the different distances, I suppose. No, I like it. They're hard to hard to separate. It's a good good suite of people. Yeah. yeah, mate. Over the last five and a half years, you've 
been given a lot of different sessions. Some you've loved, some you've probably wished you've never seen ever again. But what are what are some of the favourite ones that spring to mind that you sort of really look forward to or wish that I'd put into plan a little bit more often? Yeah, it's probably evolved over time, Chris. Um, but I do enjoy those media section, sessions that, uh, so be it, um, or like just before Christmas there, uh, you sent me a Westcott fartleg. And um, as we know, that's a, oh, in my case, I, I managed to get about 17 and a half Ks through it. So it's it's a, a longer session. I enjoy that challenge of, um, of, uh, sort of hitting the hitting the ons on one after the other after the other after the other, and especially if 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 they're at a, a at a pace where I I don't have the fastest lead toner over over I'll admit that I'm a um, I'm a fairly tall bloke I tend to stride out rather than have <laughs> high cadence so so it's those sessions where you're perhaps running more at at your 10k effort type. Um, or threshold where I tend to go all right, I reckon, and I enjoy those. Um, having said that, once again, a session just recently I ran where you, you chuck those one-minute reps at the end after you've done a threshold or something like that. They're always good fun as well, so you can sort of have a real bit of a crack, uh, and you know it's only going to last a minute, and you, you get a bit of a recovery after that. Um, so... Probably yeah, I reckon it's it's the Westcots and those chunky media longer sessions that I probably when I see them pop up in Final Surge, I go yes, I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> I like the challenge. In workhorse. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I like that. I like it. Yeah, I like the the thought of all right, let's let's have a real crack at this. Yeah. Hey, um, I'm I'm curious to know you, Chris. Oh, you you work with him for a good part of five plus years um done a lot of running together a lot of sessions but some of the lessons i guess you you've learned from working alongside chris and i guess yeah like taking it back running early days was get out the door and and run as hard as you can i think you've obviously (laughs) a lot from that but yeah some of the lessons you've learned from that from chris yeah you're right, Zach. Uh, I think that that's probably been one of the key ones uh, in that even when Chris took over as coach for the Runners Club and I I can still remember when we we're doing sessions down uh, at the lake there, I would just go flat out from rep one and, and be dead on the feet by the end of the session. And I, I remember Chris standing in the middle. I, I reckon he probably would be just shaking his head at me going, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> Uh, uh, and he's probably yelling out, "Just slow down." <laughs> uh, and like one of Chris's philosophies is is sort of um, you you want to run these sessions at sort of seven and eight out of ten. You don't want to be flat out at ten out of ten. What what's the point of that? It's uh, you want to be able to uh, put uh, put yourself in a state uh, post that session that within a few days you've recovered properly. You're right to go. You can hit your next next one. So it's that that week after week after week progression and build up. Um, and there's, there's no point in, in absolutely cooking yourself in a session that's going to set you back. So it's that philosophy that I reckon I've, I've taken on. Um, and um, the other key component, which uh, links in with that, is making sure I run my easy runs easy. Um, and I'm, I know this is not for everyone, but I'm a big believer in heart rate 
sort of sort of running. So keeping my easy runs within a, a certain zone. In yeah. fact, what I try to do now when I do all my easy runs on my watch, I don't even have the pace showing. Um, yeah. I just have heart rate showing um, and the time. So I know that I'm in sitting in that zone. I'm keeping comfortable. I'm not doing doing anything stupid. Uh, and it's really worked for me. Uh, as I said, it, it mightn't work for everyone, but um, that's really helped me. And, and Chris was one that sort of suggested that I try that. And over time, I've managed to I've managed to get my heart rate down and lower and lower uh, uh, as we've gone. Initially, it was a bit of a battle, but but it's uh, it's it's worked really well for me. So um, yeah, as I said, some that philosophy of um, not cooking yourself thinking about the long-term goals so therefore don't think of it as just a session it, it, it's part of a block um yeah. so you've got to you've got to put all those pieces together um and then part of that is including the strength work which i think you said about at the start there chris so, um yeah it, it's a key component of what i do now as well and and it's a necessary component for what i do and i've noticed that more so especially as i've got older um yeah um it's I need to do that strength work, and if I miss that strength work, that's when I really start to notice the body starts to go, "Hang on, you're missing something here, um, and you're getting a bit unbalanced." Yeah, I mean, you're living a pretty busy lifestyle as well, a pretty life with work, kids, uh, you know, work at the club, and then yeah, throwing the running and the strength training. I mean, I guess the running, the impact running has just on your overall. Uh, overall mental well-being and physical health that must be just a, a massive um, byproduct of of what you're doing uh, with yeah you. it is i think i think we all probably do it for different reasons but yeah yeah it's a big reason why i do do the running it's it's the what it's a um and one of the reasons that i I like to get out early and get it done, and, and it just sets me up for the day. I, I feel great after doing it. So whether it's I've been out for an early morning run or I've hit a gym session, once again, I do tend to hit the gym by 5 a.m. in the mornings if I'm not running. Um, so it's all, all early, early morning stuff, and I get home and uh, wake the rest of the family up when I do get home. So, um, But, yeah, it, it is certainly a, me a mental health thing as well, very much so. Um, uh, and without uh, the days where I don't do anything, other days I feel a little bit lost. I reckon. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I blame the early morning starts. So my father is uh, a retired dairy farmer, so it's genetic. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, I I can't sleep in, so I get up. Uh, whereas my, my wife, she's more of a night owl, so it's, it's she's uh, she's up to midnight sort of sort of person. <laughs> but she's a teacher; she does all. And clients and stuff at night, so uh, we uh, tend to be at opposite spectrums yeah. in the, how we do things, but uh, make things work that way. Chris, oh, you reckon it's uh, time for a bit of quick questions? Yeah, I, re I reckon it is time, Zach. We've got we've got a bit of a different mix, so a lot of the quick questions that you would have heard, mate. So because I think the value in quick questions is putting you on the spot with some stuff. <laughs> And just give me some things to think about. So there's some familiar ones here. Don't worry about that. But I'm going to hit you with something that a few, not heaps, but a few where you're like, oh, shit, I didn't think that was going to come. So a couple of layups, mate. And um, you shouldn't have any issue with these. But um, Garmin or Chorus, tell us about your watch. What are you rolling there? Yeah, um, I've always been a Garmin. Uh, I don't know. I've, 
month. I think I'm on to about my third Garmin. I've currently uh, got a Garmin Phoenix 5. Mm-hmm. So it's it's got about five years on it. Um, and I'd love to up, upgrade it, but I can't justify it when it hasn't done a thing wrong. And it's, <laughs> I think the beauty, the beauty of it at the moment is it, it goes... Oh, I get about a week, week and a half out uh, between charging. So, uh, unfortunately, I'd, I'd love a, a Phoenix Seven or something like that. But anyway, one day it'll die. Sorry, mate. You, I'm sure you've had a claim as a work expense or something yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> I'd have to accidentally lose it at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a um, favorite Simpsons episode. Oh, uh, oh word on the street is you, you could be a bit of a fan. <laughs> Oh, geez, there's so many, Zaka. <laughs> uh, there, there's the, uh, what's the, Aurora, Aurora, uh, um, Borealis uh, uh, steamed hams episode, Chris. Is that, yeah. That's always a classic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. Super Nintendo Charmers and Principal Skinner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. There's, there's various episodes, Zaka. I could go on forever with, uh, with <laughs> Simpsons and, and quote. Quotes, but uh, that's a three hour we, we special, won't. yeah, yeah, exactly. That might be it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's we, won't, we won't bore the listeners, yeah. No, no, you're a very avid Simpsons fan, Chris. So, we quite often, uh, if he has a night where he doesn't run, the two of us talking nonsense about old Simpsons episodes. I believe <laughs> the um, the monorail episode is also another favorite. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, it has to be the. But probably has to be the earlier episodes, Zaka. The yeah, later yeah. ones of, of late have sort of uh, have lost right. lost the plot a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but like th- things like your monorail, the, the burlesque house, um, you know that are sort of. Are they still of, producing them, I think they are. Yeah, uh, I think that's all owned by Fox or something like that. But yeah, 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 yeah. I think they're still producing them. Mate, um, favorite Calippo flavor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I've I've got two boxes sitting in the fridge uh, freezer at the moment, hidden in amongst the uh, vegetables where my children won't find them. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm actually looking forward to breaking into them. Um, uh, I'm probably more of a traditionalist. I, I do like the lemon. Uh, it's probably uh, probably a winner, I, I, I'd imagine. Um, and after a, after a, a run, which I'm looking forward to, actually after Saturday's run, uh, I reckon I'll, I'll hoe into one of those. Mm. Absolutely. I do have on um, sorry that you had taught Chris O um, some of the origins of the Calippo, mentioned that it was uh, oh, yeah. a Japanese <laughs> dessert that came originally. Yeah, yeah. I was sort of looking it up the other out of interest or so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, it turns out it's a Japanese dessert and uh, yeah, it's been sort of licensed out to Unilever to produce in Australia. So there you go. <laughs> Mate, we're, we're not only here to talk about running, we're an educational podcast as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. On the phone front, what are you rolling with, an iPhone or an Android? Uh, I'm an iPhone. Um, I'm <laughs> lucky enough, uh, I've only got, uh, I've got a work slash uh, private phone, which work pays for. So I, I get what, what they give me, but they, they've, they roll the iPhones. And uh, yeah, so I've always been an iPhone. Uh, Owner. Yeah, mate. Still waiting for one, Chris. Yeah, no. 
you need to get my wife on. She's an android. Uh, <laughs> might be why. It might be why we can't. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> Shout out to Chelsea. No, it's just because you've got an android. It's it's fine. We we will happily have you on if you're keen to come on and, and have a chat to us. But mate, this is this is probably going to be harder than picking your favourite child out of Kate and Cadell. If you had to pick one session, so only one session that you could oh. do every week. Because we know um, some would, you know, there's some out there that would that just do monofartlek every Tuesday, or they do yeah. the K reps every Tuesday, and that's cool. But hand on your heart, you've got one session that you can choose. That that's what's going to be in final oh, surge every geez. Tuesday. What's it going to be? <laughs> yeah, good question. So, like Zach has said, choose your favourite child. Mm. Um, 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 that's a really good one. Um. Actually, look, honestly, the sort of type of session that you've just gave me uh, last Tuesday, Chris, where you've got the threshold into those sort of uh, one minute ons, one minute offs, a good mixture of both both efforts, uh, two different gears that you try try out. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you get to finish it off by really actually putting the foot down. So, yeah, I'd go with something like that. So just, just so to prospects, because there'll be people listening to this who might not necessarily have seen that session or um or want a little bit more detail i think i wouldn't mind giving that a try yep. so it's a 20 minute threshold and then we have a couple of minutes of standing recovery and then we do four by one minute hard so it's one minute not quite not a stride but it's it's sort of we're not really concerned about what the numbers say on the watch. It's just go and run nice and smooth and quick, but without overstraining. And then you get a minute standing recovery in between each of those. So this is a session that Andy gave me, which I absolutely love. And it's something that I've been sharing with my athletes over the last few months as well and getting a lot of uh, positive talk amongst the group, which is really cool. So I know um, Andy's a big fan of this sort of stuff as well. So it's great to see it being passed on and enjoyed by other people. So, no, good choice, mate. Yep, yep. Harry, um, I think you mentioned earlier you, you do start sometimes with a four in the, uh, the start <laughs> of the yeah, of most mornings. Run. Yep. Uh, what is the earliest you've actually ever started? Oh, Getting out early. Just yeah. two parts of that. The earliest start was... and also the strangest thing you've seen on a run. Oh, geez. Uh, earliest start, I've had a couple of sessions that uh, had threes in them, uh, including oh. one that which, which was at uh, 3.30 in the morning. Oh. Uh, I don't know why I bothered going to bed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the reason behind that, I had, this seems even more stupid when I say it, I had a, <laughs> a six-hour drive following that to go up to Mildura. So... <laughs> So I, I knew I was going to be buggered by that afternoon and not be able to do a session by the time I got up there for work. Um, so, yeah, it was a 3.30 start, then in the car, then a drive five and a half, six hours to Mildura. Uh, hey. So that, that was my earliest start. Blue collar, Chris. <laughs> no, yeah. mate, blue collar. That's just – I'd like for the record too, there was no encouragement from myself to like, yeah, mate, just get <laughs> Get out there at half three and just roll yeah. it. She'll be right. Like, no, that was not the conversation. But, but when I when I popped up and the session had already logged before I'd even gone out the door, I had some concerns. But <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, you were saving us yeah. so it was all good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been one of those times, uh, all that, and one other time, once again, was work 
drove me to do it. The, the similar sort of uh, hours, and both times on Garmin, it, you know, you've started early when it comes up with night run instead of morning run. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, so it's even saying it's not even morning yet. So, yeah. uh, uh, second part of your question, strangest thing. Oh God. Um, yeah, you do see some strange things out in the early hours in the morning. Um, uh, uh, there's been, been a few funny ones where I've ran with a couple of guys when we've been running around the streets of Tat, uh, not Tat, more so in Shepherd and uh, mm -hmm. around the lake and bumping into some of the locals who offer some advice. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, so one morning, myself and two of the other fellas, uh, um, uh, we're running around like the lake in Shepherd, and Shepparton, and this would have been oh, it was probably seven thirty in the morning, and we we're uh, doing our Sunday long run together. And uh, Trev, who's one of our uh, runners club members, um, he's uh, Trev would be in his mid sixties now. He's he's as fit as a uh, an ox and 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 very good a good runner. He uh, we're running past this park bench, and the there's a guy sort of half asleep on it. Um, and anyway, um, Trev sort of says to him, Oh, how are you going, mate? This, this guy just <laughs> wakes up with a start and starts swearing away at Trev and having a go at him. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, and we had to do a second lap. And we come past this guy, we gave him a bit of a wide berth a second time. And <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you do run into some funny things like that. And uh, yeah, my other couple of things, I've, I've, as I said, I run around and uh, streets of the new estate over here, uh, tripping off sensor lights and the dogs barking, and then uh, you do see then uh, occasionally uh, the house light go on as well, and you go, oh shit, I better run quicker and keep a keep going. I don't think I want to stand do my standing recovery in front of this place. They might be coming out to say what the hell's going on. So, I, <laughs> so I remember, yeah, I remember doing this. Is going back. This would be a good four years ago. For no, probably longer. It's five, maybe even six years ago. Could have even been, actually, it might have been when I first started coaching you. And we would sometimes meet up on a Sunday and do a loop through the bush, which oh, is yeah. where our, a large section of the homeless community <laughs> live in <laughs> Shefferton and Marupna. And you would just see different, like sometimes we'd be surrounded by hundreds of kangaroos. I remember one run, there was a fire um, engine in the middle of the bush looking for a, like a wreck that they'd been called out to and they were looking for a person and we were like no nah, mate I don't know what you're talking about but we were very nervous various tent cities um, weird people working walking towards us like um, yeah just we'd come through like and like oh that wasn't dumped there last week I wonder who's put that there like it'd be like burnt out televisions that had the screens kicked in on them couches that had been set on fire just yeah, it was like just a dumping ground yeah. um, people's stuff. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, I remember was... those days running with Chris O and, uh, yeah, there's some massive kangaroos through there, uh, that area, uh, through the, uh, between Rootner and Shepparton. And there was this particular big, huge sort of, uh, I suppose, bucket, if you want to call it that, um, the, the male, uh, and he was not going to budge. Uh, so we gave him a wide berth and kept a close eye on him. And I thought to myself, 
if he has a go at us, Chris is just going to run off and leave me. I'm the slow of the two runners here, and he, this, this kangaroo is going to absolutely gut me because <laughs> he, he would have would have been well over six foot sort of kangaroo. So mm. yeah. he's 100 yeah. percent right too. I would have taken off. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. <laughs> oh dear, mate. Um, quick thoughts on. So I know you're you're an avid Instagram user. You don't necessarily post a lot, but definitely keeping a close eye on things or all things social. Um, one of the highlights and things that you brought to my attention. So is it um, obviously? I know you're a big fan of David Goggins, but um, some of the some of the David Goggins parody videos. Is there um, a future where you foresee yourself perhaps doing some parody videos yourself, or are you looking? You're just more doing more enjoy it just from other people's perspective. <laughs> Oh, yes, that's right. Um, yeah, so I've only just stumbled across this fellow that takes off David Goggins, and I I, I, I didn't realise how accurate he was until I actually saw a David Goggins, Goggins video <laughs> afterwards. This guy was nearly word for word, and I thought he was absolutely uh, taking the piss off this off, off David Goggins, but he was nearly copying word for word. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, look, uh, I, I, I might be a more of an observer, Chris, than a, than a, than a creator of content. It's a shame, really, because you've got a good mind for comedy. So I think um, there's definitely a, a future in there. But um, there's a gentleman on there. So David Goggins, for those who aren't familiar, I know a lot of are, but, you know, very fit man, does extreme physical challenges. You know, he's very, very self-driven, self-motivated, but he will do some of the craziest things you've ever seen. Uh, much to the detriment of his own body, but there's a um, comedian on Instagram. Now, I suspect he's a bit of an actor as well, but, yeah. um, you know, David Goggins, he's very fit, very athletic and um, very wiry. And the guy that parodies him is a big, fat, white guy with a massive beard and a big gut and he gets there and he takes off the accent and just literally um, has a very um interesting thing so walk source is his name so if you're looking for a bit of a giggle and it's not not necessarily having a go it's more it's just it's comedy so i think if you can appreciate it from that aspect it is very funny so yeah now you put me onto those just before christmas and i'm eternally grateful because you've said (laughs) you've brightened my lunch breaks immeasurably while i sit through and scroll through that no it's good when he comes up with a new one yeah, mm. oh, mate, uh, he started yeah. doing countdowns to um, when the next ones are going to be lodged. So no, it's it's good. <laughs> hey, um, taking it back, not not that long ago, but um, you go back in time. Give uh, Chris Nicholson some advice as an eighteen-year-old. What would you give him? Yeah, um, I, I reckon it's um would be to. Uh, probably uh, try this running thing a bit earlier. <laughs> Honestly, um, as I said, I, I started when I was in my uh, oh, early to mid thirties, so probably past my prime. <laughs> uh, but but uh, yeah, as an eighteen year old, uh, yeah, just a yeah, get out, enjoy, uh, uh, and probably and get involved with the running community earlier too, because um, yeah, um, it's 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 brought a lot to me uh, uh, a lot of enjoyment to me just that social component of it so um yeah as an eight if i was to speak to my 18 year old self that would be yeah go out and um, mix up uh, get involved with the running uh, community and uh, make some contacts very wise i like that 
<laughs> Mate, um, yeah. Yeah, this next one, I suppose, potentially looking at a marathon build this year. Favorite gels? You don't, you haven't had to do a lot of them recently, but have you got some gels in mind if you do start yeah. to venture out into the longer runs? Yeah, I do use a few. Um, and once again, because I get up so early, at the, I've got mm-hmm. nothing else in my stomach, so I tend to try to get a gel in me before I head out the door to give me something uh, mm-hmm. when I'm doing one of these sessions. Um, I actually use the uh, pure uh, energy oh, yeah. gel. So the, the, the reason I did that, I, I went through a, a stage where I could not stomach any of the other sort of brand name uh, sort of more common ones. I would try them. As soon as they hit the stomach, I was bringing them back up again. Um, and anyway, once again, it was um, uh, just uh, shopping around. And then uh, actually, once again, Kate Dayton uh, was using them. And uh, I do a few of my runs because she was here in Tat uh, with Kate. And she threw me one and I uh, tried it. And well, geez, I can actually hold this one down. And uh, yeah, so ever since I've, I've used those and they tend to work for me. Okay, what about this one? Any race in the world? Chris is paying for it. You can go anywhere. <laughs> hang on, hang on. <laughs> what one would you do? Yeah, I, I thought this question might come up and it's a hard one for me. Um, um. Look, honestly, I'm a bit of a homebody. I, I, I don't mind uh, doing stuff in, in more so uh, in Australia. Um, look, uh, last year, well, yeah, last year, as Chris said, it's, it's 2024 now. Last year, uh, Chell and I uh, went up and we ran in, the, participated in the Gold Coast uh, event. We did the 10K because we're up there on holidays. Um that was a terrific atmosphere up there. I must say that was a sort of real sort of carnival sort of style. Really enjoyed that. Uh, might have been part of the uh, part of the reason I enjoyed it because actually at the time I had a terrible chest infection, so I ended up <laughs> running with Chelsea yeah. uh, rather than absolutely killing myself. So I actually got to enjoy the run. So <laughs> so, but. Um, but yeah, something like that. Although, if I was to do a long run or like a longer run than ten k, given the amount that although I'm a, I, I sweat in a, a frost sacker. I'm, I'm terrible when it comes to sweating. Uh, I don't think I'd survive up there doing a mara uh, yeah. or something. Um, Chelsea and I about eighteen months ago or so ran in Hobart, uh, the inaugural yeah. Hobart Marathon, yeah, and yeah. that was a terrific event as well. Mm albeit was a little bit more undulating than what I'm used to, but I, I'd really enjoyed that. So perhaps uh, if I was to stick to a home-type event, um, I would say something like that, go down to Hobart again, enjoy uh, perhaps, and, and have a go at one of the longer runs, uh, be it half or a mara. Um, that would probably be something I would like to do. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, mate, um, yeah, like, mate, just... Low fuss, and it's, this is the this is what I'm talking about, Zach. Blue collar, he does all these runs yeah. before five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> loves his regional runs, like just doesn't get carried away with big things. But what I one thing that he does enjoy, Zacha, he loves shoes. And what I'm interested <laughs> to know on, we're going to crack into this a little bit over the next few minutes. But currently, in the current rotation, 
What are the favourite shoes for easy days and for race days at the moment, Chris? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've I've had a few different makes and models, but currently I'm I'm actually nearly solely um, in the Sockenies. Um I've got I've for my easy run shoes. I've actually stumbled upon uh, the uh, Sockeney Tempests. Uh, so they're what Sockeney uh, sort of markets as their, I suppose, their stability shoe. Um, and but it's got the same foam in it as as their Endorphin range. So it's got a bit of bit of bit of bounce to it, and I, I really enjoy that on a easy run because they they feel comfy. Um, it's like putting slippers on your feet, uh, but they've still got a bit of bounce. So it, when you want to, if you wanted to do a little bit quicker in 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 the in a run or something, you could do that. So that's the easy run shoes. Um, race day, I've once again I've got the um, uh, Endorphin Pros. Uh, so currently I've uh, got a couple of pairs of the Pro Threes. Um, so they they exclusively you nearly know, come out for race day. Um, whereas I do my faster sessions, I tend to run those either in the speed threes or I've got a couple of older pair of of the endorphin twos. So they've done a fair few Ks and they're not as springy as as the uh, threes. So I'll still, uh, but they've still got a bit of bounce in them. So that's probably through the shoe rotation, I reckon, Chris. Eh? Yep. Yeah, loyal, loyal to the brand. Yeah, yeah. No, it's working for me, so I'll stick with it. <laughs> How many shoes have you got across the, uh, across your range? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I tend to buy up when I see them on sale. <laughs> <laughs> so so I've, all, I've currently got a couple of unopened pairs sitting in, in boxes <laughs> uh, uh, ready to go, knowing that I'm going to use them. So... Um, so there, there would be a minimum across the range. Uh, so if I just went with the new uh, sort of the Tempuses, the the uh, Speeds and the uh, Pros, there's a minimum of, of two pair in each of those sitting there of new ones. Uh, <laughs> and then I've got all the old ones. Although I have to admit, just prior to Christmas, Chelsea got a skip in here and I had to throw out 20 pairs of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so it broke my heart throwing some of those old uh, carbon-plated shoes in the skip, <laughs> but <laughs> but they had, they had to go, apparently. <laughs> uh, I know I would have shed a tear too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so some of the shoes that I've gone to get rid of, I've seen they've been repurposed to other people uh, without my knowledge, but I'm, I'm glad they got <laughs> so... Uh, yeah. More more on that in another episode potentially, but uh, <laughs> mate, last question I've got for you. So I know we've come up with some some interesting food combinations on random Tuesday nights at club training, but if you, <laughs> if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would you go with? Yeah, uh, this is not too difficult for me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I would. <laughs> it's, it's not. I would. Bo- it's not a bolognese taco, is it? Uh, it's it's bordering on that, Chris. It's tacos. I love my tacos. Uh, give me savoury food any day of the week. So if it involves a uh, corn chip taco, I'll, 
mm-hmm. I'm in heaven, mate. So yeah. uh, I could eat that day in, day out without getting bored. And, it, <laughs> and if it involves a bit of bolognese topping on top, so be it. <laughs> no, it's a good choice, Zachary. We are I thought very... you would have included something you could have uh, had the famous uh, tattoo of butter. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's uh, butter, butter country up there. <laughs> yeah, we are. That's right. The little, uh, little yellow, uh, uh, gold. See them at the pub uh, when you um get the bread yes. rolls. There's usually the <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> it. That's from. That's fat. just two k down the road from here, Zaka. That's where where it's made. <laughs> yeah. No, that is. Uh, yeah. Of all the things, that's what's put Tad on the map. Is yeah. the butter yeah. that you get for uh, your dinner? It, it's. Oh, it's Chris. It's that and the density of segments over here. Yeah, <laughs> we're so the se- se- we're the segment capital. <laughs> I have a town of five thousand people, and uh, there's no. We won't go into intricate detail, but you cannot run through a single street no. into true without tripping a Strava segment. If Michael Coonahan got hold, Strava, <laughs> that he would he would buy residence in town, and he not only would he be. Like he, he would have so many Strava. I know he's the world record holder for Strava segments, but he could just spend like three weekends in tat, yeah. run every street, and the man would never be challenged for the rest well, of the time. Well, who's naming no. them? Do you, are, you, are you naming these, Chris? I think <laughs> one called um, Sikkim Rex. There's the Hassett Street Drag, there's Abraham Lincoln. It's um, Yeah, it's all there's, happening up there. The, the there's the Killing Field. Like, what are some of the better... Yeah. Strava yeah. Oh, geez, there's some funny ones. There's, <laughs> um, so the Killing Fields. That's that's a block around the uh, local abattoirs. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, we have. Um, oh, geez, there's some funny ones. I'm just trying to think of them now. Yeah. But to answer your question, Zach, oh, yeah, I, I am probably responsible for ninety percent of the the segments that are around town. Um, I tend to get after a long run going, oh, this is a We'll fill that one in with a segment. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, there's some that I probably wouldn't, won't repeat on, on, on here. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah. But, but yeah, it's quite easy. There, mate. There's some creative ones. Yeah. Block the around once. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah that's... Howley Hotlap. No, that was... Yeah, how, no, the Howley Hotlap, that's a prestigious one. That's... So I run every Thursday morning. So tomorrow morning I'll be out. Uh, not tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow morning. Yeah, this Thursday <laughs> tomorrow. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, I'll be out. I, I run with a, three or four other fellas here around in Tat, uh, and uh, we run around Howie Oval. So, and once a year we put the uh, the uh, attempt at breaking the Howie hot lap. So it, it's the most prestigious of all the segments. Uh, so, many a hamstring has nearly been torn on that day. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it has. <laughs> yeah, very. Uh, yeah, there's a few few records there for the taking that. Uh, yeah, Michael Kernan could get it up and, and have a crack at. Yeah, yes, yeah, there is. There's um, there'd be a few being flagged, I reckon, Zaka. They're very protective. Yes. Zachar, I've been threatened that I'm not allowed entry into Chuchura for any long or sessions. I'm only allowed to, if I go, it's in the accompaniment of one of the other people who hold most yeah. of the Strava segments and I'm to run with them the whole time. So, yeah. um, a bit, bit like a gated community over here. 
Uh, mate, it's been great learning about your running. I know you've been a regular fixture on this show when we've done a rep on the grounds i know when i'm doing social posts your name pops up most most weeks when there's results for a park run or an event so um and yeah i've had the pleasure to run into a couple of times over the journey but it's also been yeah really cool to hear about you know and just to see the connection you've got with chris so you know you can hear it in your voices when you guys chat about you know the good times you've had and, and a relationship um that you've formed you know, as a as a coach athlete but yeah, I'm sure there's uh, some pretty exciting things in store, particularly with that maybe marathon uh, getting lined up. So, yeah, we're yeah. To following along. Yeah, no, thanks, Zach. No, it's been good. Um, yeah, I enjoyed uh, having a chat to you two guys and, uh, yeah, it wasn't too painful. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I appreciate you giving up your time, mate. I know for you this is well past your bedtime because you'll be yes. up. You'll be up. Yeah, I, I'm actually hours. looking forward to some of the banter that um, pop falls out of you guys tomorrow morning. I reckon it could be a bit loose given your sleep deprivation. So, and then again, like you, you're expected to run um, a short run tomorrow night. So um, I'm not used to seeing you a bit seedy. So yeah, it'll be <laughs> very entertaining. We'll chat soon, mate. And uh, thanks again for your time. No problems. Catch you guys. See you, mate. Mate, that was uh, it was a good insight into the the shepherding running community and and hearing about one of your charges. That's uh, mate, you you can like I sort of said earlier. I think hearing you guys and even a little bit off air the banter you have and the chat and yeah, it, it's really cool to see. Whilst you obviously work together as a coach athlete, but you've you've obviously developed a really strong friendship that'll continue for for many years. Yeah, it is cool. I think you think of running as well, it's just the physical activity. And, but, you know, as Chris touched on, and I know I've sort of mentioned it countless times over the, over the journey, it's, it's about the memories that you make and, and the friendships and, and all of that sort of thing that, you know, what's one of the reasons why the Shepherd and Runners Club is a fun place to be. It's, it's not because the sessions are really like, wow, look how great's this session. It's, it's the friendships and it's the laughs. So, yeah, pretty fortunate to be able to catch up with Chris Tuesdays, Thursdays, and um, some Saturdays at Parkrun as well. So, see plenty of each other. But yeah, like it's um, it's great. So I can't believe he's not sick of me, and it's fantastic. <laughs> hey, um, just before we wrap up, next week we've got Elise back on, and it's going yes. to be she's going to be about three weeks out. Mm, we are not far away from a soccer. And uh, what's going to be really cool is, and I touched on it last week, is that our frenemies over at the <laughs> Run Podcast, Brady and the, the battlers over there that try and run a podcast, try to compete with us on a weekly basis. They're just chipping away. Chipping away. They're trying to make it. Um, but they are putting on an event in association with Mizuno and Precision Fuel and Hydration. So they've been obviously a, a road to Osaka series is over on that um over on that podcast. Got Reese Edwards, you got Julian Spence and Rachel McGuinness, and they're all gearing up for Osaka. But part of that, they're putting on a marathon session that's open to everyone. So Brady is our man, Brady is gonna be coming up to Melbourne. He's gonna jump on the Albert Park Speedway or the lake 
to um, punch out a few laps with the crew. There'll be a number of run groups heading down there. There's going to be a few sessions floating around. That's going to be confirmed. But if you head over to the socials on the Inside Running podcast, you can actually do a little RSVP if you want to come. The details are there, but it is a, it's going to be a 6.30 bottle drop, 6.45 warm-up, and then the session's at 7.15. Our man Tommy Hall, who we've had on in the past from Mizuno, is going to be it's going to have a few rebellion pros for people to try on the day. And uh, so, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a cool sort of community event. I get a chance for people to, to meet some of the, obviously some of the guests that they've got on and just connect and get a session together. Uh, you know, a lot of people do marathon workouts solo. So to jump on the road with others, it'll be, um, and I believe Elise is planning to come up for it. That'll be her last session. Can't wait to hear all about this. I think is you know we we spoke about it at the top of the show like running. It's cool. This is a, like but how good something like this to be able to pop up. This is something that doesn't really happen all that often. Like to be able to get down to Albert Park, get on the road. There's going to be you know you have your drinks out there. It's going to be a proper session with hundreds of people. Like this is kind of like it's almost. So hopefully some people don't treat it like a race, but it's yeah. it's going to have that race feel. But it's a training session and just a really cool social well, aspect. Yeah. So, my I mean, was yeah, and you, you you hit it. I mean, yeah, obviously we don't want people to race it, but there was a part of it is a bit of a race simulation. That's why the guys have decided to go with a set time. It's like you know what's what happens in a marathon. So plan around that seven fifteen. The session is starting. So get your warm up. Do you? Do your routines, do everything that you would, and you know the night before have that dinner, and yeah. So and I think for people starting the Ballarat Marathon block, people just wanting to get involved. I know there's um some of the Melbourne Uni guys are talking about doing a long run just to to watch. Uh, I think yeah, it's it's kind of cool to have uh various people in the one spot doing a workout. But yeah, you're right, Chris. I know when it comes up, the the uh yeah, to race these sessions can uh. It's a good chance to show a bit of discipline and um and your own training. Good testing environment. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't wait. I I'm not gonna be able to make it, unfortunately. <laughs> but rest assured I've never I've never been so excited to hear about how a training session goes <laughs> in terms of like, hey, who was there? What yeah. did people run? What did you reckon? <laughs> like how did it feel? It's it's um yeah, so look. Sunday, February 4, if you have the opportunity to get down, even as an observer, I reckon it'd be pretty cool. Um, mm. You know, it's open to all run groups, whatever fans of what podcast, there's no tribe wars going on here. It's <laughs> everyone get down, have a bit of fun. And, you know, it's not something that happens all that often. Like this isn't an annual event. This is a, hey, it's just perfect timing. It's fitted in well get down and enjoy it for what it is. So, mm. yeah, it, I think this is going to be really cool. This could well and truly be one of the highlights of the running calendar for some people. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing how it all goes. Be fun, mate. Yeah, we'll have a lease to report back. I'll be down there. I don't think I'll be on the full marathon session, but uh, I'll be there at some capacity. So I can definitely report back on uh, how it all went down, Chris. So, but uh, we'll be back next week. We will. World record chat to catch up on. I don't think we get to it this week, but uh, there's some stuff brewing that we are still going to, we're going to have to reveal next week. 
Mate, then we've got a few things coming up. Uh, hope, whether we can all squeeze them into next week, I don't know, but we'll hear from Elise. There's world record chat. Um, Justice for one of our, uh, I guess, our, our favourites on Run to PB. We're chasing some justice yeah. for, for them. So stay tuned. We just need to do a bit more work on that one. But yes, there's and look, there's other things in the pipeline too. Hey, um, remind me to bring up Steve Langdon and his debacle on a Sunday run, which oh, no. we didn't get to, but uh, involved losing a key mid-run and then having to do a ride of shame to try and find it and then <laughs> resulting in a, a locksmith uh, being involved <laughs> and not leaving the Arrow Flats about 1 o'clock. And which his uh, lovely partner, Naomi, was... Uh, Fair to say, wasn't impressed with his behaviour. Uh, He's got priors. Bring it up again just to rub it in next week. So we'll, look, stay yeah. tuned for that because <laughs> that that's he's a story still, that needs to be he's told. Developing on that front as well. He's still, um, <laughs> still very much in trouble. Mate, uh, it's been always been fun. We'll uh, we'll be back next week. Chat all things running. That sounds good. Thanks, mate. Yeah, mate.